Hello and welcome back to the NRL Dom Podcast. Very special guest today. I'm joking. It's just boring old me. Just a little old me here today. More special guests coming soon. I know you boys like it. Thanks for all the love you've been showing me lately. Uh, 1,000 followers on Instagram now. Absolutely uh, amazed by that. Uh, big guest this week. Uh, Roasty's coming on from the NRL Roast. Everyone knows him. Everybody loves him. One of the biggest pages, if not probably actually, yeah, the biggest page in the world. So, um, yeah, bit of a bit of a pull, bit of a big big pull there. <laughs> not a bad notch to have in the belt, old Roasty. But anyway, enough of patting myself on the back. We got a little bit of stuff to get into today. Um, not going to hold you for too much time, boys. Just going to dot some eyes, cross some T's. Got a bit of housekeeping we got to do. We're revisiting my top 20. It's been a month since I put that top 20 on Instagram. Obviously, I will do another top 40 later on. Hell, we're probably going to do a top 50, um, but today I'm going to rejig that top 20. It's a power ranking system, so some guys have gone up, some guys have come down. We'll get into that, but first and foremost, let's get into what we're here for. I put this up a bit later than I would normally if I was recording today. I did have a special guest I'm going to keep under wraps that we're, we're planning for today. Just a quick reschedule. You know the rules, babe. We are going to be looking at some hot takes that you guys put in today. Uh, <laughs> I'll just go off the cuff. I haven't seen a lot of these. There's a few in here. It's been healthy. Here we go. Uh, Andrew Fafita to grab a starting spot by mid-season. Jeez, if he plays like he... If he played with the amount of passion he had on uh, Saturday night, how good was that to see the footy back? If he plays with as much passion as he did on Saturday night, he'd be crazy to not put him in. Uh, how, how is that Sharks team going to line up? You know, I'd, I'd like to see him in that, in that 17 somehow. If he gets in there, yeah, it's a tough one. If you've got guys like Fanuk and Toby Rudolph, mm, I mean, if Fafita was there last year, I could see it definitely happening off the bench. Yeah, a bit of a utility. Hey, you know what? Short ball, yeah, put him in. These two are a little bit funky. These are from the same fella. I pulled these out. Tupanua, 60-plus with improved base. I don't hate it. I don't hate it if we're talking... I mean, it's the Wednesday show. We're talking super coach, of course. Uh, Tupanor, 60-plus base. Let me just uh, let me just buy some time. I'll get up last year's stats. Tupanor, obviously, I've spoken about him on the podcast before. And the thing with Tupi is it seems to me that when he doesn't... When the Roosters aren't, like, absolutely firing, he doesn't fire as much. But 55 average last year... Yeah, that's, that's all right. All right, so he had a 55 average last year, average 73 minutes a game. So that's only a 0.75 PPM. I'm not going to spit bloody numbers at you all night. I'll, I will get some vibe with it. A 34 base isn't incredibly healthy. He's got a bit of a ceiling in him, doesn't he? 90, 90, 95. Yeah, he got a few, got up there. But when he goes down, okay, here we go. So that average is getting heavily affected. There's a, there's a four in round four. There's a 27 in round 10, and we got a 17 in 21, and another 19 in 24. But they were with full minutes. Yeah, it's a bit worrying. I mean, I see the Roosters improving this year, even more so than where they've been in the past. I don't hate a Satili Tupanua 60-plus average. You know what? I might even draft him with a 60-plus average. I don't I don't hate that. Uh, but another one here from the same fella, Jointy. <laughs> Joey Manu with the 75 average. Listen, 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 listen. 75 plus average on Joey. 
Never happened before. The highest average he's ever got is last year with a 62. Jeez, I tell you what, Joey's got to be trying hard to make that happen. I think with Joey Manu, he's so good at footy. I love it when he's got his hands on the ball. He just improves any side that he'd be in. Um, he's just never really translated to super coach. From what I'm hearing, coming out of the Roosters, he's going to be just more of like a kind of similar to what Turbo does in Origin in that center spot, just just drifting a bit and moving around the field. I don't. If he can do that, if he can get his hands on the ball a bit more, but geez, without Lukey there last year. He had his hands on the ball quite a bit. I think the thing with Joey, he's so skillful. He'll do a job for you in Supercoach. But who he is in real life and who he is in Supercoach are two different people. I think it's very important to think about that when you're drafting him. Um, yeah, I, lo- I like Joey. I'll draft him if, if, if the opportunity comes up. 75 average, though. It's a hot take, but uh, you're dreaming, brother. Let me... <laughs> this is the last one we'll do today. This is the last one of you blokes that we'll listen to today. Pappenhausen, as in Ryan Pappenhausen, for those playing along at home. Ryan Pappenhausen to outscore Turbo in total points at the end of the 22 season. You can't fool me, mate. I know what you're predicting here. You're predicting Turbo going down because that's the only way that I can see a situation like that occurring. You're absolutely dreaming, brother. Pappy, I love Pappy. Make no mistake about it. I'll make no... I'll die on the hill of Pappenhaus, and I love Pappy and what he does more than Turbo. Jesus Christ. I mean, the two boys put together... I mean, I'm going off the cuff here, but Turbo... I'm not even going to get up his bloody stats because last year, Turbo was just so fucking... El- <laughs> Excuse my French. Last year, Turbo was just so bloody elite. It's You can't use those stats. Earlier this season, I was getting these um, numbers together and comparing him to other fullbacks. You just got to get him out of it completely because it just doesn't add up. But little Papi, last year, before he went down, just remember how elite he actually was. Like st- This is the start of Ryan's season last year. A 124, a 73, a 197. <laughs> Did anything special happen in that round four game? I, I, I don't quite remember. A 1, 1, 3, and an 80. Yeah. And then, he's, and then he got injured, came back in round 10, magic round, had his head clean, sent to Pluto, um, only 14 minutes, and then he was obviously out from round 10 to round 18, came back in round 19, played just the 33 minutes for 10 points, then another 45 minutes, then 34 minutes, then 28 minutes, didn't play 80 for the, oh, he played 80 for the last three games, and came back into his form when he was hitting 80 tons and 70s and another ton there. Listen, I don't know why I just read those stats out to you, you're all very well versed in what Ryan Pappenhausen can do, but I just don't see a world in which he outperforms Turbo. In fact, I don't see a world where he outperforms James Tedesco. And that's a pretty good segue into what we're about to do now. I'm going to jump into my power rankings, not to give away the top top three like that, but we'll start from 20 and work my way into one, boys. And I'll let you know where they were and where they are now. I'll tell you what, I haven't seen any footy yet. This is vibes, right? We're still talking vibes here. But that's what draft is, all right? We're talking super coach draft. We're talking vibes. And this is the vibes. Number 20 for the Don's top 20 as of. That's the part where I say the 16th of the second 2022. And I know that because I've done it three times now. As I continually fuck this draft order and get it wrong over and over and over. And not for the reasons that you idiots will get in my DMs and tell me I'm wrong. No, 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 no. I just simply got the numbers wrong over and over and over again. But here we go, boys. I'm back. And let me just say this. It is 
the 15th of the second as I record this, the 16th of the second, this will go out. You boys will start drafting maybe this weekend if you're a bit of a silly, silly duffer. Yeah? Not all the tools sharpened in your shed type character. But um, if you really about your business, you probably won't even think about drafting until the 26th of the push. Then the 5th is obviously where a lot of drafting is going to happen. But this weekend, there will be drafting. So this should help you this weekend for the first two rounds. But your top 50 is going to come out on Monday this week coming. So that would be Monday the 21st. That'll be your top 50 so that you're all ready to go for the 26th. There'll be some draft preview stuff all that week. I'll probably get Natty back. I'll probably get Ryan back. I'll probably get the Whisperer back. Hey, I'll probably get everyone back. We'll somehow do 20 podcasts in one week. I'll get it all out for you, boys. And like I say, jump in my DMs at any time. We can talk about it. I'll give you some draft advice, how I normally draft. The basics have been covered. I like to get my base sorted. You know, base boys over ceiling frauds is the motto. That's how we roll. Uh, Top two rounds, obviously, you go for your ceiling. I always say take uh, take points off the board, not positions. I hate people that say they're picking their spine. But if, wank, if you ask me, it doesn't matter if your back rower scores a try or your winger scores a try. They're both scoring tries and they're both worth 17 points last time I checked with Tommy Sangster. That's my thoughts on that. We'll get more into it. I know why you're here. You're here for the top 20. Let's rip in. I won't take up too much more of your time on your beautiful Wednesday. And I hope you are having a beautiful Wednesday. But let's get in. Just thought I'd jump in if I sound a bit frustrated. because I've already done this three times and I keep stuffing it up. But here we go. Don't know how many more times I can talk about number 20. That is hectic. Cheese. <laughs> here we go, boys. I don't think that they will bench this boy. I think that the rhetoric of people saying that that's going to happen has died out. I think we're all on the same page now that Bellamy will not bench Brandon Smith out of spite. That's not a move that the Storm do. Uh, When people thought that Nelson wasn't coming back, there was all types of crazy things getting thrown out. Maybe he'll play here, maybe he'll play there. In my opinion, what the Storm need to do is the same thing they did with him last year is swap that nine roll with Grant and let him move back in there when Grant, you know, Everyone knows what they did last year. If they do that, I think Cheese's stats stay the same. I think a top 20 pick is more than fair. I think that you could do worse with that dual position. There's another guy in here, Hooker. He's a Hooker second row. He's not in here. He's Cam McInnes. I've heard bits and pieces about his knee not being as good as it was maybe before. We all know he's been injured. Some murmurs, some murky things coming out and about. But listen, I think that McInnes is nowhere near cheese this year. That's just my opinion. I think McInnes gets less minutes. Happy to have egg on my face about this. I think McInnes gets less minutes. I think cheese will keep the same minutes and have the same output. That is my opinion. That's why he's number 20. You guys don't care about number 20, so let's keep on rolling. Number 19, dropping all the way back from 15, it's Luke Keary. Now, if you've been anywhere near a podcast with my name on it for the last three weeks, you've heard me talk about Luke Keary. I've done it on end. That 75 average is inflated. Check. You know that one. You guys can probably say this with me now at this point. <laughs> he didn't score as well as Teddy in that manly game, even though he was the one controlling the game. He scored pretty much half of what Teddy done. Check. Against the Tigers. He brained it, didn't he, boys? We all thought he had a good game, but what did that Tigers side do? Say it with me now. Conceded the second most points in the league. You know that. I've said that to you. And now, he he went into his shell against South Sydney. Got the 33 points in 70-odd minutes of footy. 
And who didn't do that? Toby Sexton. I know, boys. I went on a million podcasts and said the same thing. That's why Luke Keery's there. You can pick him on merit. If you pick him for that 75 average, you're out of your bloody mind, I think. Another stat came out today from NRL Physio, something about in the last eight years, no super coach players come back from an ACL injury and improved on their statistics. So it's just more and more. ACL is a bit of a bit of a worrying one for a guy in that position. Um I'm not touching Luke Keery in draft. I'm not touching Luke Keery in classic. I'm not touching him. Nobody wanted to touch him last year, and we're all acting like that 75 average isn't why we're looking at him now. But that 75 average, no good. Not real. Forget about it. Fugazi. Number number 18, Damian Cook. Now, some people might be going, what are you talking about, brother? But if we cast our minds back to last year, Cookie was going in the first round in every league, right? And he averaged four points less than he did last year, right? In 2021, he averaged four points less than he did the year before. Granted, if you're looking back even further, it's about 10 points less than where he was two years ago. But when he scored that 70 points, we drafted him in the first round, expecting that 70 points maybe a little bit higher. I don't think 66 is that far from 70. I think enough time has passed from when he started slow last year. Let's not beat around the bush. He did start slow last year. I think enough time has passed now for me to put my faith back in him. Name the last... Hooker that's done like really well under Wayne Bennett. You know, that's just absolutely brained it playing hooker for Wayne Bennett. It's not really his type of style. Um, yeah, I think Cookie comes back. I think Cam Murray's got one of the fastest, uh, fastest play the balls in the world. And then Cookie comes under there and just scoots it out. Bit of ball playing. I like it. Speaking of Cam Murray, he did just drop out into 21 to try and make room for some of these other guys. I love Cam Murray. It could be him or Cheese there at number 20, realistically. If you take either, if you take Cam Murray in the second round, I don't hate you for that whatsoever. Number seventeen, uh, moving up from number nineteen uh, from last month's list, Tavita Pangai Jr. Big on him, huge on him. He's my guy. Um, if you listen to the podcast before, you know Pangai. He's just my guy, <laughs> and I ride or I ride or die for my guy. Like that's just that's just how I feel. Tavita Pangai Jr. He's gone to the Bulldogs, new team, blah blah blah. Did well at Penrith. I know it's easy to play for Penrith. Ask Matty Burton. He turned, he turned his Penrith career into a Dalian medal uh, playing out in the wing there. I know, you know, Dalian center, center of the year. Not not a horrible team to jump into, but when he was at the Broncos, he was putting these big scores up as well. Um, so I think moving to the Bulldogs doesn't hurt him that much. Now, do I think he's going to be as explosive as he was last year? Yeah, I do think so, actually. Everyone always bangs on about, oh, you got to pencil in a few games for him to be suspended and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he... Uh, He's got a bit of a record on him. I'm hoping Gussie calms him down. I'm hoping that we get as much footy out of him as possible. Um, no, I like him. He, there was, <laughs> he started, at this, I think, round three last year on the three-round average. He was the highest average in Supercoach. So, um, no, he's definitely got a ceiling. I like him a lot. Number 16, some people are going to look at me side-eyed for this because of what I've said about Payne Haas in the, in the past. But, no, Payne Haas is my number 16, jumping all the way from 18. What a, what a leap. So, Payne Haas up there. The motto is, boys, base boys over ceiling frauds, unless you're in the first two rounds. We are in the first two rounds, but I think Payne Haas' ceiling, um, it, it's so close to his base, and his base is what some other players' ceilings are, um, as misconstrued as that might be. Um, he's my only pure, pure get him in there as a safety blanket guy in this list, and he is a safety blanket. Oh, maybe there's a couple. There's one or two other safety blankets in here. You know what you're going to get with Payne. And listen, and as much as I don't really care about front rowers, and I don't, I've always said they look like a demolition derby. Once you start going, they all kind of look the same. Anyone can kind of do your front row forward job. 
But anyone that's had Payne Haas in a draft, when you look down and you see him in that front row forward spot, fills you with a bit of confidence. You know what you're going to get from him. There's no question marks on what he's going to do. Doesn't matter if he's coming up against the Roosters. Doesn't matter if he's coming up against Penrith. Obviously, the downside is it doesn't matter if he's coming up against the Tigers. You pretty much know what he's going to do. But it is what it is. I put Payne Haas up there. There you go. Some guys on my on my <laughs> on my DMs will be laughing at me now after all the. I haven't been talking crap about Payne, but I haven't been overly high on him. I'm looking at you, Jordan. Alrighty. Number fifteen, Angus Crichton, the Gus Bus. Um, bro, he's close to the second best. No, sorry, he's close to the first best second rower in the world, isn't he? Uh, obviously, you got Fifi, who, oh, yeah, I'm looking up my list. He's quite far up there, but that's just who he is. That's Dave Fafita. Angus Crichton, there's a good solid argument some people are making that in a contract year, could he do what Fafita did last year? Probably not to the extent of what Fafita did it. Fafita's just such a freak of nature. But when you're in a contract year, yeah, bets are off, aren't they? And, and Angus has been good for a long time now. Um, he's another guy that's got a few issues with suspension, a few issues with the judiciary that are probably going to follow him right into his retirement. They'll probably still be trying to find him for crusher tackles when he's when he's in the stands and he's about 45 years old. But Angus Crichton, obviously, you've got to put those in. I think if he breathes on someone the wrong way this year, he's up for six or seven weeks. So um, that is something to consider, obviously. And he will play Origin because he's a bloody gun as well. Um, but, you know, Ang- Angus Crichton, I like that. I like him there at 15. I'm big on Crichton. He's slowly becoming less of my guy than TPJ. Gus was always my guy I'd ride or die for, but TPJ is becoming more of my dude now. I'll, I'll speed this along for you boys so we're not taking up too much more of your time with these 20 to 15. How much time did I spend on that? Jesus. Number 14, staying in the exact same spot as he was, Jerome Hughes. He was my third-ranked halfback, so obviously he's going to be up there in such a shallow position. Hughes, I love him. Mr. Consistent. Um, but he's got that ceiling in him too. I think anybody that plays in a headgear adds five points to their average just based on that alone. No bias from Love and Jonathan Thurston there. Um, but no, Jerome Hughes got a good kick game, got a good run game. He can really bust a game open. He can hit a line. He can put someone through it. I don't need to tell you about Jerome Hughes. He's my number 14. I like it a lot. These guys have dropped down a little bit and swapped spots too. I'm, I'll say them at the same time. They're unanimous with each other. Um, Garrick and Toto. So I've got Garrick at 12, Toto at 13. Toto's dropped down from 10. Um, listen, I've been talking about this on my Instagram page a little bit. Also, um, if you haven't followed me yet, go follow me. But um, <laughs> I don't know how you'd be here if you didn't. But anyway, um, Brian Toto, um, or as Ryan from Supercoast365 would say, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Fucks me how he does that. But um, Toto's dropped down a little bit because I'm just a bit worried about Stephen Crichton being out on that edge with him. Crichton doesn't need to pass Toto the ball. So Crichton won't pass Toto the ball. Crichton's a bit of a freak. Um, he was Dally himself of the year. Jeez, Toto's, Toto's had the friggin' pick of the litter out there, hasn't he, the last two years? But um, I just think that uh, Crichton is not like Burton. He's not a pass-first guy. He's a run-first guy. And I think that just might hurt Toto's scores just a little bit. And I've got Garrick above him. Really, you could take either or. I think both of them do the same thing for me. Toto's base is matched by Garrick's goal-kicking. <laughs> If you don't think the Turbo is going to be there all season, do not take him first overall then. Or don't rank him first overall. And that's the same thing. That's why I'm putting Garrick as 12th. Some people will think he should be lower than that. That's why I'm putting DCE as high as I'm putting DCE too. I think he's going to be running off Turbo all year. That's just how I feel. I said it on the last top 40. Um, yeah, that's just how I feel. Number 11. This one, if you've seen the post before coming here, I don't have much to say. <laughs> if you want... Hardcore analysis, hardcore statistics, 
hardcore, everything like that, go listen to someone that's going to feed you, spoon feed you everything that's on nrlstats.com, nrlsupercoachstats.com. Go listen to the guy that's going to do that for you. Why is Nico Hines number 11 on my draft rankings when he wasn't ranked last year? Natty from the weekly rubdowns got in my ear. Could be one answer. It could be that I'm finally starting to drink the Kool-Aid. I like to think I'm finally starting to see what's really true. Nico Hines last year was bloody impressive. All right, and I'm sick of I'm sick of pretending that he wasn't. Nico Hines really excites me this year. Here's a guy who last year had 17 try assists and seven tries at the Storm. Now I know that playing for the Storm, they scored a lot of bloody tries. In fact, they scored the most amount of tries last year. Your, your grand probably could have bagged a couple try assists, but I think what I'm looking at here is the fact that the emphasis was on try assists, not getting put through. So now when he moves into a team like the Sharks, he's going to be the guy that's going to have to make that happen. It just is what it is. With the seven on his back, there was some absolute ridiculousness coming after the All-Star game, saying that he didn't live up to expectation, blah, 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 blah. Played a bloody good game as far as I'm concerned. Um, pissing down wet. Trying to pull those boys together. Trying to get all those blokes to pull in the same direction after one week together when the main focus is not footy. is just ridiculous. Um, well, not ridiculous, but it's just hard to do, you know. And that was a talented side. I think he marched him around the pack just fine. It was pissing down rain as well. Um, his short kick game was great, if not elite. He tried to put the boys on his back. I mean, he set up Dave Fafita for that run as far as I'm concerned. He put him through for that one-on-one situation. He had the, he had the other assist off the boot. He almost got the 40-20. If you saw me on Instagram talking about it the other day, that I'm, I'm big on Nico. I'm, I'm more sold on him now than I was before the game, even though I see people running the other direction. Um, I think if you're, if you're cold on Nico after the All-Stars game, you've got to watch a little bit more footy. Just a little bit more footy. <laughs> but um, Nico at 11, his dual position, you're not going to draft him at fullback, but he's bloody handy. I don't think he plays Origin this year. If you're in a league that plays Origin rounds, it's going to come in bloody handy. Um, nah, Nico Hines at 7 at the Sharkies this year. I think Sharkies are going to push for top 4. They'll definitely be around in the 8, so they'll be pushing there. I think they'll, they're not going to be one of the teams that sneak into the 8. They're going to be in the 8 this year, the Sharkies, and they're gonna, it's going to be off the back of Will Kennedy and Nico Hines. I think their link-up play is going to be great. Um, McKinnisville is obviously going to come in and free him up a little bit too. I, li- I like Nico. The only problem with, with him, we don't know if he's playing 7 or 6, and we don't know who the 7 or 6 next one is going to be. I don't think it's going to be Moza. I think it's going to be tricky, um, but I think Nico gets to kick and tee anyway. And Yeah, I think he'll kick, kick goals for a team that's going to score more goals this year. Um, we'll need to score more goals off the back of tries. Number 10, Cameron Munster. Mr. Consistent. I'm more high on him now than I was just a little while ago. He's moved up my ranks just a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm back on the Munster train. You know, you get into this offseason, you start having all these crackpot, tin pot ideas about who's who and what's what, but then you have to get closer here. Old Donnie gets a bit cold feet and he wants those safety blankets. Here's the other guy I was talking about. Cameron Munster's going to do exactly what you think he's going to do for you. He's never going to blow the doors off. As much as people are banging this rhetoric of Munster for bloody Dally M this year, uh, which, hey, I'd love to see it as a Queenslander. That'd be great for Queensland. But I think Mad Dog um, at number 10 this year could do a lot worse. 5.8's a bloody dry. I've got him just under Cody Walker. Um, but really, they're interchangeable if, if you prefer. I mean, and this is one thing I did want to talk about is, Jesus, Cody Walker's opening draw. We'll get that to that when we get to Cody. How about that? I'll, 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 stop, uh, I'll stop wasting your time. But obviously, Mad Dog is going to be out for the first round. 
Uh, that shouldn't worry you. When he comes back, he's going to be good. Um, Melbourne have a pretty okay first five rounds. Not that you're drafting for the first five rounds, but yeah, I think not much to say about Mad Dog here. You guys are just kind of trying to see where I put him now. DCE, number nine. Um, that's where he was before. I've said everything I needed to say in the top 40. Uh, Cody Walker's dropped one position. Now, I just wanted to talk about him and Latrell's right above him. Just let me get up. Let, let me get up what I have to say about these boys right here. All right, have a listen to this first five rounds for the South Sydney Rabbitohs this year. Round one, Broncos in Suncorp. I can't stress enough how big this game is. It's their first game against Skip, first game against Reynolds in the place that they lost the grand final last year. Do not count out the Broncos for this game. Not that I think that they can match them throughout the whole season. They will be hella up for it. Friday night footy, first game of the season. Reynolds will be mad up for it for this club that let him go. Let's be honest, that's what's happened here. So I think that's a tough game. I think it's a bloody tough game for South to come up here to Brizzy and play the Bronx. Not a Bronx fan, don't get it twisted. In fact, I, I much prefer South Sydney in that matchup um, as far as teams I like go. Um, but I think that's going to be a bloody tough game for South to really try and drag something out of. No Latrell as well. I, yeah, I, I think, yeah, it's going to be a lot on the mental to win that game. Round two, Melbourne Storm. Round three, Sydney Roosters. Round four, Penrith Panthers. Round five, oh, it's only St. George Illawarra, one of their most hated clubs. This first five rounds, you're going to have a lot of people jumping off the South Span wagon. You're going to have a lot of people jumping off the Cody Water, a lot of people jumping off that Cody Walker bandwagon. A lot of people saying, why did I draft him? Hey, if you didn't draft him, you might be able to get him for a pretty cheap price after those first five rounds. If those first five rounds aren't telling you, do not pick them up in Classic as well. I don't know what will. That is a hella draw. That is a crazy draw. And that's Latrell Mitchell too. He obviously misses the first uh, two of those, and then he comes back <laughs> under un- under the lights against the Roosters at ANZ. No, sorry. Stadium is... Astra- no, it's a core stadium now against the Roosters in round three. <laughs> that's going to be blockbuster. That's only one- the only way you can put that. That round three matchup, South versus Roosters, Friday night footy, at uh, Stadium Australia, that's blockbuster. So I've got Walker and Latrell as my seven and eight. Number six, jumping up from number eight, that's Dave Fafita. Is this based purely on that run in the All-Stars game? Yes. Yes. Davey had to come remind us what he's about. Davey had to come remind us what he does. <laughs> and it's, like, obviously, it's not based 100% on that, but yeah, seeing, seeing him do that again just made me go, yep. If you don't work out, I'm going to be able to bloody trade you after one highlight reel. There's no real danger in drafting Dave Fafita, I don't think. He just excites me so much. I'd be more... Latrell and Fifi, it's a tough, tough, tough one who I'd actually take there. They both have a bit of depth there. I think the drop-off after Latrell is much bigger than the drop-off after Fafita. Oh, it's so tough. It's so tough between Latrell and Fafita, and it's really hard to split them. I'll tell you what, on Monday, I'll lock one in. Um, as for right now, though, as of the 16th of the second, it's Dave Fafita just above Latrell Mitchell, but bloody hell, it's close. Number five, got Harry Grant. Um, yeah, it's Harry Grant. He was in the same spot as he was uh, last month when we did the top 40. I love Harry Grant. Best hooker in the world right now. Um, you, yeah, in, in a position that pretty much doesn't exist. It's not shallow. It's not even a bloody pool. Um, Harry Grant at five for me just makes sense. Feels comfortable. He's another guy, like I was saying about Payne Haas. You look down, you got him in hooker. Yeah. You just you just ride with that. 
He he does have a bit of a ceiling on him, but you, you're picking him there. That's the highest base guy that I'd possibly... Number five, I don't think I'd ever take a base guy higher than that, but I think Harry does have a bit of a ceiling in him too. Number four, dropping down from number three is Papenhausen. So I've swapped Teddy and Papenhausen. I just forgot for a second. That's all it was. I just forgot Teddy's actually, when he wants to be, the best fullback in the world. That's all that was. I, I, <laughs> sorry, boys. I just I just forgot for one quick second that James Tedesco, tell you what, might actually finish the season as the best fullback in the world. And the only reason I'm not taking him first overall is because Turbo was just ridiculous last year. And you got to take the punt to be like, ooh, maybe. Maybe he does something like that again. James Tedesco is so bloody good at footy. It's ridiculous. He's, he's, a, he's a super coach unicorn too. Um, you can lap him up for days in Supercoach. I'd do you massive favors by having him in there. Feels like you look at your phone, he'll be on 20 points at halftime. Then you look back, it's only been the it's only been the halftime break and he's up on 40. He must have had a really good power raid session in the sheds. That's that's where they, that's how they treat Tedesco down at the Daily Telly for Supercoach. So again, you can take Teddy or Pappy here. I think Pappy just hasn't proven it to me 100%. I love Pappy though. He's going to goal kick for the Melbourne Storm, which is... Obviously, a massive, massive, massive bonus because they're going to score bonkers amounts of tries this year. And obviously, you, it is a bit of a personal preference, Teddy or Pappy, but I just think, are we all forgetting that Teddy was like the nailed-on number one pick two years in a row? And uh, hell, dropping down to number three is not that crazy either. Hey, I could even argue Teddy over Cleary here, as crazy as people are going to call me. That's how high I am on Teddy right now. I think the Roosters are just going to win this year. They're going to win and then win and then win again. Um, number two, I've got Cleary and Turbo. Of course I do. Who doesn't? Um, even with Cleary being out injured, you know what? You know what? No. If Cleary does come out injured, draft Teddy too. There you go. There's a hot take for you. If Cleary comes out injured, if he's going to miss five rounds, stuff it. Draft Teddy, I reckon. Um, they're both going to play Origin. They're both as injury prone as each other, if not Cleary's a little bit more. Teddy doesn't have a bung shoulder, just like he doesn't have a bung head like Pappy. You know what? If this news about Cleary's true... Yeah, draft, draft Teddy second overall. Go hard, I reckon. I don't hate that. <laughs> Some of you turning off your phones right now. Um, yeah, I, I could see that. If the Cleary news about him being injured is real, yeah, I could, I could see the Teddy thing. I could see the Teddy thing. Um, obviously, Turbo number one. What is there to say? As the days go on, Turbo and Cleary, more doubts being thrust on them just based on the sheer fact that we talk about them so much. They are probably the nailed on one and two. Not probably. They are the nailed on one or two. If you're feeling frisky, put Teddy there for your mock and then bitch out on draft night, as I do so well. Um, but yeah, boys, that's the top 20 for right now. Uh, there'll be a lot less waffle on Monday when we hit you with the top 50. That's for damn sure. Um, and like I say, this Friday, bloody huge one. Roasty's coming on. Um, that's going to be buckets of fun. We're getting these top three hot takes. That's a bloke that knows how to spin a yarn, so that will be good, good stuff. I'll have to get my Aussie Cockney going. He's a bit like Guru in the sense they, they start saying well, Barney and, and Curry, and you just get lost in the source of it, don't you? You go, oh, yeah, I, got, I know some Aussie words too. I could, I could probably get you, hit you with some Aussie words. The bangers and mash, mate, you know? So, <laughs> But anyway, boys, that, that's the top 20 redux and just reading out some of your hot takes. Um, like I say, no special guest this Wednesday, but I'll get some of the boys on because we are coming deadly close to your draft days and, um, yeah, we'll get into it closer to it, boys. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, uh, like, follow and subscribe as I always say, and I'll talk to you soon.